0: Control yourselves, folks. <laughs> I love your I love this church. A lot of reasons. Your music is just wonderful, just wonderful. Don't don't change any of that. And I like the heritage and the history of this church and the tenacity of your pastor. Just keeps on, on going. I think he's getting better. He had glasses on last time I was here. Doesn't have glasses on now, and he says he, he can see better. Now figure that one out. I uh, hope it rubs off a little bit on me, but, oh, I wish I could sing, oh, I wish I could. If you can say God bless you. Now, surely, well, I, I'll tell you, my wife has had poodles throughout the, the years. She had six of them all together. They all mysteriously died, I don't know what happened. Uh, <laughs> of course, my thing is, if you, you get a dog, a poodle's not a dog. If you're gonna, Now, if you have a poodle and you're a big giver, you're okay with me. Uh, but uh, I, was singing, I was singing in the shower. Boy, I belted out to it, I'm good in the shower. And uh, the, the last dog she had howled while I was in the shower singing. And I said to her, tell that dog quit howling. She said, if you quit singing, he'll quit howling. I said, well, if he quits howling, I'll quit singing. But uh, I, uh, I, love, I love music, I, I, love, uh, I love it, I love it. We had a 70-voice choir, a 40-piece orchestra, and uh, I, I just absolutely love the music and I love uh, the music here and your stand for what's right and not compromising. God bless you for it and of course your pastor and I are, are older than dirt but uh, these great men that you, he mentioned, I preached for them, with them, they preached for me and uh, I love all the memory of all those great men but it's not over, we're still here and by the way, that Sunday school class this morning, Dr. Woodard Where are you at, Dr. Waters? Uh, Okay, there he is. Uh, That's a tremendous class this morning, that ambassador class. If you're not coming to that, uh, to the uh, oldies but goldies class, uh, or the Geritol class, you get get yourself here because I'm telling you, that was just absolutely marvelous and uh, right on target with the word of God. And I appreciate the Sunday school uh, lesson and the teacher and I, I, I appreciate you. And I'm only here today, so you've got to come back tonight. <clears throat> okay, don't get excited about it. Uh, <laughs> what time's church tonight? Six o'clock. Six o'clock. You better be here. I have your address. If you're not here, I'm coming to your house. So you better make sure that you're here. I've got a read My wife gave this to me. She gives me all these little ditties. And I'm this to me is hilarious. If you don't think it's funny, it's her fault, not mine. This morning on the interstate, I looked over to my left, and there was a woman in a brand new Cadillac doing 75 miles an hour, with her face up next to the rear view mirror, putting on her eyeliner. I looked away for a couple of seconds, and when I looked back, she was halfway over in my lane, still working on that makeup. Now, as a man, I don't scare easily, but she scared me so much, I dropped my electric shaver, which knocked the donut out of my (laughs) other hand, And all the confusion of trying to straighten out the car using my knees against the steering wheel, it knocked my cell phone away from my ear, which fell into the coffee between my knees, which ruined the phone, soaked my trousers, disconnected a very important call. Then at the bottom it says, stupid women drivers. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. My wife is 78, has never had a ticket, a speeding ticket, parking ticket, never been in an accident, and I hate her. Uh, <clears throat> when I drive, of course you have to understand, I'm under grace, not the law. Uh, and I, one problem I have, if you're a policeman here, explain it, why do you hide in the bushes? Get out there where we can see you, but anyway. Uh, <clears throat> please be back tonight, 6 o'clock, don't, don't, don't miss tonight. Brother Howells, one time I was, I preached with Brother Howells 22 years. I was a part of the first four year class of Howells Anderson College. My wife was Dr. Evans' secretary uh, there at the college, and uh, one night in, uh, in Pennsylvania, he got up and said, now the sermon I'm gonna preach tonight <clears throat> is not the one I wanna preach, I wanna preach the one tomorrow night, rather than this tonight, so, but I'm gonna preach this tonight, so you better come back tomorrow night. And a guy stood up in the middle of the service and said, I don't think so, and he walked out. And I laughed and laughed and laughed, and I thought, I don't feel so bad when they walk out on me. They're walking out on Jack House. They Walk out on me. I was in New Jersey, <clears throat> and I, I said something about, uh, this is a six-hour sermon, and a woman stood up and said, not tonight, and she walked out. So <laughs> I'm, I'm in good company. James chapter 4, boys and girls, James chapter 4. <clears throat> don't worry about it. We're not going to be here all morning, so don't worry about it. I'm hungry. Uh, so we're, we're getting out of here. So don't, don't think, well, man, when's this guy going to land that plane? Uh, James chapter four, verses seven and eight, if you will. James, where did Kevin go? Where did he go? Get up here. Where? where where's uh, Reuben? Where, Reuben. Where's Reuben? Huh? What are you doing up there? Get down here. James chapter four, verses seven and eight. If you have that, let's stand and stress just for a moment here, please. James chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. <clears throat> Reuben said, I hit him in the back. Last time I used him in, in role play, and, uh, but he didn't have to go see the chiropractor, so I helped him after that. But he was okay." <laughs> James 4, verse 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. <clears throat> Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands. By the way, don't get upset about preachers saying we need to be a holy church. That's what's wrong with America right now. We uh, we shouldn't bring God down to man. We ought to bring man up to God. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Here's the sermon. The sermon title is It's Your Move. It's Your Move. Give me just a few minutes to, to show you what the, these verses are saying here. But it's a brand new start. You haven't missed church this year. You haven't missed Sunday school this year, so I'm proud of you. Don't blow it tonight. You make sure you're back tonight. But uh, the sermon is this. It's your move. Or I could say it's our move as God's children. So I hope you'll listen carefully. Father, help me now to help Holy Ghost of God. Uh, walk up and down these aisles and go from pew to pew and person to person and meet us where we are and talk to us. And may we leave here being more like you than we were when we came. So Holy Spirit of God, talk to us now. And if there's somebody here tonight, uh, today that doesn't know they're going to heaven when they die, Holy Spirit, you talk to them and convict them and persuade them to trust Christ. God bless this time together, please. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. You may be seated. Now, every, is this working? Is this working? Can you hear me all right? Okay, good. Every promise in the Bible, every promise in the word of God is dependent upon you. God gives you the promise. Then he pauses and he waits to see what you decide to do with it. Twenty-two times in the Bible, the Scripture says, whosoever will. Paul said one time, to will is present with me. So all of us here have a will. I did not get saved because my mama made me. I got saved because I didn't want to go to hell. I got baptized not because somebody made me, but I wanted to be identified with Christ. I got involved in a local New Testament church not because somebody, my mama didn't make me, my daddy didn't make me, but I wanted to. I'm in the ministry now, 50 years of ministry now. Not because somebody made me do it, but I want to do it. I have no deacon to tell me what to do. Thank God, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Uh, <laughs> so, I, uh, I do what I do because I choose to do what I do. Now, every promise in the Bible is up to you. Now, I want you to get your pen out and jot these scriptures down. And you can look them up later. Romans 12, 1 and 2. The Bible says, present your body a living sacrifice. Then he goes on to say, then you'll be able to prove the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Now that doesn't come first. Providing your body a living sacrifice. God's not asking you to die for him. God's, I'll die for Jesus. You won't come back Wednesday night. If you don't do that, I not you to die for him. You're not going to die for him. The crazy nuts that flew into those twin towers. Uh, they, they they told them, if you'll, if you'll be martyrs, you'll go to heaven when you die, and you'll have 72 wives on the other side. Now, 72 wives is not heaven. <laughs> they lied to those boys. <laughs> but but uh, I, I'm just saying to you that every promise in the Bible starts, it's your move. It's your move. God gives the promise, then God waits for you to do something with it. All right, write this down, Romans 10, 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Okay, what's the promise of salvation? <laughs> You've got to call. Nobody, Hyper-Calvinism, my foot. Some people elected to heaven, some people elected to hell. That's crazy. <clears throat> I've never met anybody who said, I'm elected for hell. Everybody's elected for heaven. But it's like a guy fell down the stairs, broke his leg, and said, well, thank God that's over. Uh, but... I'll wait. You're a little slow this morning, aren't you? Uh, But for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. If you're not saved this morning, and the part of you that gets saved is your soul, not your body. And here's the body. Here's the soul. When death comes, the soul's going to be taken out and go to heaven or hell. With a glorified body being given to you, if you go to heaven. Now, the truth of the matter is that you've got to call on the Lord. He's not going to just zap you. If you want to get saved, call on him. Ask him to save. Jesus will save you. I, now, don't ask me. I can't help you. <clears throat> Join this church won't help you. But trust in Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, which is the gospel. Uh, and that you trust Christ, well, guess what? You, the part you get saved is your soul, not your body. And you get to go to heaven when you die. Well, somebody say amen. amen. All right. That's a promise. All right. How about, how about Jeremiah 33, 3? Jot that down. Call unto me, pause, and I will answer thee. But you got to call first. Do you have a prayer life? Do you have a prayer list? Do you take time to ask God for certain things? Well, I'm just saying to you that here's a promise, prayer promise. But you got to call. He's not going to do it mental telepathy, ESP. Now you have ESPN, but you don't have ESP. But Oh, that was funny. That was funny. But <clears throat> now, Jeremiah 33, all right. How about uh, Psalm 37, 4? Delight thyself in the Lord, pause, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. You catching on? All right. How about uh, Psalm 126, 5 and 6? Uh, he that goeth forth weepeth, bearing precious seed, hold it, pause, shall doubtless come again with his sheaves. Now, in every promise, and I, I'm not going to go through all, but uh, all the promises in the Bible, and dig the word of God, and find those promises, and claim them. All right? <clears> How <throat> about Mark sixteen fifteen, Go into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. We're not going to reach, reach the world, if we don't get up and go. We've got to go. They're not beating the doors down to get in here. So we got to knock on their doors, and give the gospel uh, to them. Uh, now, uh, Luke 6:38, 38. Uh, Give and it shall be given unto you. Now, we use it for money, but it doesn't say money, but whatever is love or mercy or repentance, whatever it might be. But you got it. That's your, it's your move. It's your move. So promise, if God gives a promise and waits for you to move. Then he gives you the answer when you move. It's your move. Now go to James chapter 4. In verses 7 and 8, there are three personages here in the Scripture. There's the devil, there's God, and there's you. Now, he said in verse 7, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he'll draw nigh to you. Now, this, okay, let's see. Uh, Reuben, why don't you get over there? We'll let you be the devil, all right? Stand up here. We'll let you be God today. (laughs) That's not what your wife says, but stand right there and face me. All right? You got it? All right, now, right there. In James chapter 4, in these two verses here, you have God, you have the devil, and you have you. Now, God has a vote, the devil has a vote, but you have the deciding vote. So in this These two scriptures here, it's all one movement. Um, In these verses, God put the responsibility on you, on his children, of what you will do with what he promises. Take two steps back here, if you would. There you go. Take one step back. There you go. Good. All right. So God gives me a, a promise. Okay. Salvation. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not maybe, but for sure. Doesn't say for whosoever's baptized shall be saved. Doesn't say for whosoever joins a church shall be saved. You can join every church in town, die and go to hell. There'll be more Baptists in, enough Baptists in hell to hold a Bible conference. Joining a church will not save you. Okay? So he, he offers me salvation. So what do I do? For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So I got a call. So I take a step. I'm going to accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. And I do. What does god do you do exactly what i tell you you don't do one thing more one thing less you understand all right take one one step one step one step see get that foot back there okay so what i what did i do i said i don't want to go to hell so i trusted christ i took that you get a step back now Now help me now so i take one i can switch these you could be the devil just like that buddy Uh, so <laughs> I want to go to I want to go to heaven. So I found a promise in the Bible, not just that verse, but many verses. So I called on the Lord. I don't want to, I don't want to go to hell. He responds by saving me. You got it? Okay. Are you catching on? Okay. Let, uh, I got baptized after I got saved because I wanted to be I wanted to be associated with Christ. I wear a wedding band. This I'm associated with my wife. I'm proud of my. Wife. I love my wife, and I don't want everybody to know. Okay, same thing with the salvation. I was glad I got saved, so I wanted to get baptized. So I, I, I did. I, I accepted a promise, and so he takes a step, one, one step, one step towards me. You catch it on? You better, because you don't have much time. Uh, so you follow that? All right, now back up, back up, back up. Now, in these verses here, the devil's a part of it. Take, get on the edge of that carpet. There you go. The devil's a part of this. So it's all one movement now, okay? I want to get saved. I don't want to go to hell. You may be here this morning. Don't know that you're going to heaven when you die, but you could if you call on Christ and trust Him, His death, His burial, His resurrection. Not this church, not the pastor, but not baptism, not the Lord's Supper, but trust Christ, all right? So I want to do that. He gave me a promise, so I take a step. I accept that promise. Then God takes one step, and He saves my soul. The devil takes one step back, one step back only, one step. In this movement of these verses here, it's your move, but it has a tremendous effect on Satan getting a hook in you or not. All right, let's go back to where we were to start with. I don't want to go to hell, so I, you're nervous, aren't you? It's okay, it's okay. You'll, you'll, I'm not going to hit you this year, I'm not going to slap you in the back, I'm not going to do... Any of that. Okay. All right. So here we go. So I want to go to heaven. James 4, 7, and 8 now. It's all one movement. God gives a promise. I say yes to that promise. So I call on Christ. He takes one step and saves my soul. The devil then takes one step back. Now if you'll notice in the verses here, submit yourselves therefore to God, but resist the devil and he'll flee from thee. Draw nigh to God, he'll draw nigh to you. It's all one movement. All right? So I decide, man, I want, I want to be a part of the New Testament church. I want to get baptized, be a part of the New Testament church. So I step out, be a part of that body. God responds. He takes one step back. Are you taking one step back? Did you put that foot there? There you go. All right. Okay. Good. All right. Put, put one foot behind the other there. One foot. There you go. All right. Go over there. You, you make a better devil than he will. All right. So don't forget, it's all one movement. Promise given. I accept it. I take a step. God takes one step towards me. Satan takes one step back. I say, I want to be a part of the New Testament church. I want to be a part of this fellowship of God's people. And so what do I do? I take a step toward God. God then responds. God does not move first. God waits for me to move. Then the devil takes one step back. Now, let's go back to the start. Let's do it this way. If I decide, no, I'm not going to get saved, I'm not going to do it. My wife wants me to. My kids want me to. I'm not going to do it. I am not going to do it. So I take one step back. God takes one step back, and Satan takes one step forward. Now, you're fixing to get yourself in a mess, but it's your move. It's your move. It's 2023, a brand new start. What will you do with it? So every time I refuse a promise from God, I take a step back. He takes a step back. Satan then takes a step towards me. And then one day I wake up in his grasp, and I say, what happened? I don't know what happened. How did my wife end up leaving me? How did I lose my marriage? How did I lose my kids? What, what's happened to my world? I've, my whole world's falling apart. Why? Because God gave you a promise, and you rejected it. And you took a step back, and you didn't realize it, but you're just one step closer to him getting his hands on you. So I take another step. I go to a revival meeting. I'm not going to get saved. I'm not going to do it. And then I keep doing this, and God keeps doing that. Uh Uh-oh. The booger man got me. (laughs) Uh, What happened? Well, what happened was God gave you a promise, and you rejected it. It's your move. Whosoever will may come. It's up to you. What will you do? Let's go back to the beginning. So in this scripture, if you look at it, he said, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. He flees because he he can't handle God. All right? Draw nigh to God, and he'll draw nigh to you. So in this, I want to go to heaven. So God gives me a promise. Okay, okay, I accept what you said in your word. So I trust Christ. God takes a step towards me. Satan takes one step back. I said, I want to be identified with the local church. I want to get baptized. I'm saved. Baptism doesn't save me, but identifies me with the Lord. So I take that step. God then takes a step. I'm drawing nigh to God. God's drawing nigh to me, and the devil's fleeing my presence. Now, that's where the victory comes from. Now, you could take, what what truth do you want? Separation from the world? You want to be sanctified and holy, as the preacher preached a while ago? Not perfect. Nobody's Perfect. I'd like to follow you around with a video camera. I'd really have something to preach about. Uh, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But I want victory. I want to have victory in my life. Well, how do I do it? I've got to draw nigh to God. How do I draw nigh to God? I accept His promise. I obey that promise. God draws nigh to me. Satan takes a step back. He's fleeing because I'm drawing nigh to God. That's exactly what happens here. Holy Ghost power. I remember, oh my goodness, oh Dr. Rice preached in my church several times, Dr. Hiles 72 different times, Dr. Lee Robertson dozens of times and those great men and I, I many a time I have brought a prayer request to Dr. Rice and Dr. Rice would pray and God would answer and, and, and I, I was enamored by these great men of God and the power of God of Dr. Lee Robertson. What a great power. Uh, A Holy Ghost power was upon him. And I'm going to tell you how they they did it. They drew nigh to God by accepting his promises. Read the Bible. Get the promises from the Word of God and claim them and do something about it. Oh, you'll never grow in the Lord unless you're faithful to God's house, faithful to the Word of God faithful to winning souls, faithful to be separate from the world. But God is the one, back to where we were to begin with. This is why it's important. God gives you a promise of salvation. I accept that promise. Then God draws nigh to me. Satan takes one step back. He's fleeing. He can't, can't take this combination. So then I decide to be a part of a New Testament church. I accept that. I don't move till I move. We can switch this back, buddy. Uh, so take a step and then he takes a step and then Satan takes a, a step back. Now this is, if, if I want to be in the presence of God, if I, one time Dr. House told me they were in a tent meeting and uh, Brother House was getting ready to preach and there was storms and just started thundering and, and storming. So Dr. Dr. House said, he said, I did it, I said it in a jesting type of way, but he was getting ready to preach and he turned to Dr. Rice, Dr. Rice, uh, do you stop that storm. Dr. Rice, God bless you, you'd have known Dr. Rice. His eyes were fixed, he had no peripheral vision. And when he looked at you, he looked at you like that. Scared the fire out of you. And he, he was sitting in his chair and Dr. Rice, I don't know if, if he was dozing or what, but he, he, uh, okay. he got up like that, took his glasses off and walked over to the side of the tent. And he said, okay, God, that's enough, stop the rain. Put his glasses off, sat down and the rain stopped just like that. Dr. Howe said it scared the fire out of me. (laughs) He said, I never jested again with Dr. Rice. I remember one time, I'm so dumb, I'm so dumb. Mrs. You you talk about Mrs. Billy Sunday. Well, Mrs. Rice spoke eight different times for us and, and knew her well, very well. And I said to her one day, I said, how come Dr. Rice prays for all these women to have boys and yet all he had was girls? And I, I, I thought I was trying to be funny. She, this is in church in front of God and everybody. And she stopped and turned around and looked at me. She said, because he never asked for a son. I felt that high. Man, that was a dumb thing. That, I've said a lot of dumb things, but that was one of the dumbest things that I ever said. And uh, now I'm just saying to you, these great men that you know and these great women of God that you know, they had a will. And they chose to claim the promises of God, which brought them nigh to God and caused the devil to flee. And you, when you do that, you get that combination working for you, but it's your move. It's your move. Don't you blame God for the mess you're in. You take a look in the mirror, and you're the problem. Get in the Word of God, get those promises. Claim those promises and obey them. And Satan is going to flee. I'm not saying perfection. I'm not, I'm not saying. I uh, was taking my wife to the hospital and uh, 271 for a, uh, a, a blood draw. So I'm driving down the road and this woman cut me off. Cut me off. Like that. And I go, thup, 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 and I pull back. Out I thought, what in the... I floorboarded that car buddy, and I pulled around. Got beside her and pulled that power window down, fixing to give her a piece of my mind. And my wife's in the front seat, and she said, honey, don't do that. They may be church members. (laughs) 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 And then she hurt me bad, because she said, and they think we're Christians. (laughs) I'm not saying you're going to have perfection, but I'm going to say you can get back up and fight another day. Come on, somebody say amen to me. Get back up and fight another day. Don't you let his mercies are new every day. You wake up in the morning and you say, okay, the battle's on, but I'm going to draw nigh to God. And I know what Satan will do. He will flee. Now, I'm not saying you're going to live a perfect life. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying the victory is yours. But it's your move. It's your move. Now, you better get in the Word of God and find those promises and then claim them. Do something about it. And you'll see victory on a daily basis and day by day basis, not saying perfection, but I'm saying these scriptures are true. And it's all one movement in these scriptures, but it's your move. Let's stand, our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed.